Money FM 89.3, best of prime time. SG Extra, only on Money FM 89.3. You're with Primetime with Bharati Jagdish and Timothy Go, Mr. Timothy Go, on a break this week. But we're here to take you through some of the major headlines in Singapore. And among them, the Woodlands Checkpoint is about to get bigger with plans to expand the immigration checkpoint to include areas beyond the previously planned Old Woodlands Town Centre. And to talk more about this, we're joined by our colleagues from The Straits Times. Isabel Liu and Samuel Devaraj, journalists, join us. They've been following the story. Let's give you a little bit of background first. All of this will actually involve the acquisition of nine HDB blocks. Nine in Marceling Crescent and Marceling Lane will be acquired to make way for this further expansion. The question is, what exactly will all of this really entail? And Isabel and Sam are here with us to give us those details. Hi, guys. Thanks for joining us today. Hello, thanks for having us. All right, let's start with Sam. So we've heard about this expansion and we know that there is a good reason for this. We are already seeing the crowds increase there, not at pre-COVID levels yet, but almost there. But what exactly are authorities anticipating going forward that has required this expansion? Give us the magnitude of the needs here. Hi, hi, Bharati. Thanks, thanks for having me. So yeah, since the land borders fully reopened on April 1st, travel volume at the checkpoint on the weekends has returned to more than 90% of pre-pandemic levels. So ICA expects it to return to the daily average of 300,000 travellers soon, but it also expects this summer to increase their offer to about 400,000 travellers a day by 2050. So the question really is, if capacity is not increased, what sorts of snarls can we expect there, Sam? Yeah, so using that 2050 timeline, ICA said that if the overall capacity of the checkpoint is not increased, then the travel time for vehicle traffic could increase by more than 60 to 70% during peak periods. So the planned expansion would address traffic congestion and meet the projected increase in traffic volumes. But it's not just an effort to try to cope with the increase in volume. In a media briefing yesterday, ICA's Deputy Commissioner said that the meaning of the extension to the checkpoint is to eventually bring the clearance time during peak hours down from 60 minutes pre-COVID to 15 minutes eventually, even considering the increase in traffic. Right. I'm sure that a lot of people would welcome that. You know, no one wants to waste time queuing up at the checkpoints. But we do also know that there will be repercussions. The residential areas around the area will be affected. So give us the details on that, Sam. Yeah, so uh, blocks 210 to 218 at Marceline Crescent and Marceline Lane will be acquired. So this will affect 732 sold flats. 53 rental flat, one rental kiosk, six rental shops, and one rental eating house. This has been actually a very interesting point that has been talked about a lot in the media, in the Straits Times as well. And I know you guys have been reporting on it and talking to the people in the area. Tell us more about what exactly will happen to the homeowners in this area. Isabel, perhaps you could jump in here. For the homeowners, they will receive compensation uh, under the Selective on Block C Development Scheme. While this um, whole project, um, this doesn't fall under the under CERF, the owners will receive the same compensation. So, for instance, they will get compensation based on the market value of their flat at the time of acquisition, which was yesterday, and a licensed private valuer will be appointed. And they will also take into account the transacted prices of comparable resale flats. Owners will also get a $10,000 removal allowance to defray their moving expenses, and HDB will pay the stamp and legal fees for the purchase of a comparable replacement flat. New replacement flats with a fresh 99-year lease will be built in Woodland Street 13, 
about two kilometers away from where they are right now. And owners will be able to choose units there in the first quarter of next year. It will have about 1,100 units in five blocks of 23 to 24 stories and is estimated to be completed in 2027. So owners will have to move from their current places by the second quarter of 2028. But they can also choose to buy flats on a resale market or apply for flats elsewhere under BTO or sale balance flats in which they will enjoy 10% priority allocation. We've been speaking with Isabel Liu and Samuel Devaraj, journalists at The Straits Times. The thing is, Isabel... We know that some of the reactions have not really been very positive to all of this. The reactions from the residents in the area. Tell us more about what they've been saying here. Yes, that's right. So a number of them have actually been living there since it was built. And that is a very long time because these flats were built in 1980 to 1982. They are about 40 years old. And some of the residents, they've gotten quite attached to the area. They have memories growing up there or their kids growing up there. And they are shocked and apprehensive because it's a lot to take in. And some are worried about having to fork out cash for the new flat because they are already retired and only have retirement funds in their CPF. But most of them are concerned about the size of flats in the replacement site. Many of these um, affected blocks are point blocks with four-room corner units at around 1,100 square feet. And some have a very nice view. In comparison, four-room BTOs are now, are now are typically smaller at around 990 to 1,000 square feet. So it's a bit more cramped, especially for larger families. And they also have to bid their CPU goodbye. But on the other hand, others are more happy to move to the replacement site as the current flats have gotten quite old and have suffered wear and tear over the years. For example, one unit's floor tiles were cracked and mother's kitchen ceiling keeps collapsing in. So they are very happy to leave that behind and move into a brand new modern flat. Yeah, I guess it depends on where exactly you're coming from and what life stage you're at as well. So it's good that you at least got the temperature of the residents in the area. It appears that they wouldn't really have a choice, right? They'll have to pick up on some of the options in terms of compensation that are being offered. To what extent can we expect the affected residents to opt for the new flats? I mean, do we also know the estimated market value of the replacement flats? All of these things, I'm sure, probably analysts have weighed in on and of course your conversations with the residents would have helped as well. What can you tell us? Yes, yeah, so I think we can expect most of the owners to opt for the new flat So because naturally the resale value uh, go, of their current existing flats goes down with lease decay. Orange Tea and Thai notes that the median resale price for foreign flats in the affected area this year is 378000 But moving further south to Woodlands where the replacement flats are the overall median price is much higher at 448000 So it is safe to say that the estimated resale value of the replacement flats will be significantly higher than at the affected sites now, especially with a longer lease even after MOP. However, some of the residents that we spoke to said that they will not opt for the replacement sites and instead move elsewhere. For example, um, one man said that he would prefer to move to Tampines as he's a frequent traveller and he, he was looking for a chance to move closer to the airport. Right. Aside from residents, though, businesses are also going to be affected by all of this. Tell us more about that. Yes, so we spoke to one rental shop, Yasin Kampong Seafood at Block 210 Masking Crescent. Well, they said the news was surprising, but they are not adversely affected as there are several other outlets in the Woodlands area, so they, they can easily relocate their staff when the time comes.
Okay, so it looks like everybody just has to make these adjustments. If at the end of it, you will have something positive. Slower traffic really at the causeway and long waits are not a solution. Thank you very much for that. Isabel and Samuel, Isabel Liu and Samuel Devaraj, journalists at The Straits Times on SG Extra. Thanks for staying with us on Money FM 89.3. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg. Or download our audio app. That's A W E D I O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.